Hi, this is Amory Fox, and you're listening to my podcast on your terms, where I talk to people from all walks of life who have made amazing changes in their careers to live life on their own terms. I'll be giving away loads of career advice, including self-branding, interviews, CV tips along the way. If you enjoy listening to these amazing stories, please subscribe for free to my podcast. Hello and welcome back to my podcast on your terms. Today, I'm so excited to speak to a fantastic lady, Vanessa Keneally. Vanessa has such an amazing career working as a reporter in so many countries around the world, uh, Ireland, Canada, Qatar, Istanbul, and she's currently working as a journalist in Malta. So Vanessa, thanks so much for joining me today. And I'm really looking forward to finding out more about your journey. Thanks a million, Emery. Good to chat to you. Good. Um, so I'd like to start off, first of all, uh, Vanessa, if you could just tell me a little bit about your current situation at the moment, where you are in your life and your career. Well, it's actually the title of your podcast is perfect because I arrived here about two years ago and I had before this been, like you said, I worked in Istanbul for three years and before that I worked in Qatar. So the, how I ended up in Istanbul is I worked for Al Jazeera, which I loved in Qatar. And then um, my boss there was moving to Turkey to launch a station with the state broadcaster, the first English speaking station in Turkey. So he poached about 25 of us. So okay. it was amazing. I absolutely loved Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there three years and it was just the most, now it was a tough time, you know, from the outside, you know, it was bombings. Our, yes, our offices definitely. were raided during the coup. Oh, wow. um, the, one of the, one of the scariest things for me was they were, they are expecting a massive earthquake. So that was one of, I was, I was actually more nervous in terms of anxiety, low level anxiety every yeah. day about that than I was, oh. but the bombings, it's funny how you get used to it. And I think as a journalist, you, I don't know, it was, it was, it was a, an amazing time to be there. Like it was a refugee crisis. It was, it was so, um, That's like amazing, Turkey was Vanessa, one of the yeah. most important places in the world. Yeah. So wow. then, but, but there was just some, it was a, it wasn't a difficult place to live. I absolutely loved it, but we didn't have a future there. My husband, um, doesn't, he's Irish as well and he doesn't speak Turkish. So okay. we, he just could not get a job. So he minded our daughter for three years, but he was getting restless. You know, he had this big gap in his CV yeah. and he was desperate to get back to work. And then I was quite exhausted, to be honest. I was, I had a bit of burnout just from three years. So he moved to Malta. He, I said, you find a job somewhere, wherever, and I will go. I don't mind. Great. So it's kind of our... Um, modus operandi <laughs> we just we just kind of move around like that it's just worked out like that so um yes yeah, so we moved to Malta which is a bit random to be honest and uh is still random but it's fine and it was funny the day we told her our family we were moving a journalist got blown up here so oh, you couldn't God. make it up so yeah so but we moved here and we are we, yeah we've been here about two and a half years so I was like right I'm going to take some time off yeah uh, so I took about a year off I just wanted to spend some time my daughter kind of like Lovely. she was four at the time so just kind of just just and kind of just like just do nothing in, in inverted commas and kind of just see what happens so yeah yeah so then I kind of I, I always wanted to kind of set up so I've been journalism the whole time so I've wanted to be a journalist since I was 11 and okay you know, and that's wow all Great. I've ever wanted to do and I've done it for 20 years and I still love it. I absolutely love it. But like I said, it's a bit burnt out, a bit exhausted, yeah. not really sure where I was going to go because to be honest, like 40, I moved here when I was 40. So if you haven't, if you're not a correspondent, 
which I didn't want because the lifestyle is not, you, you know, a lot of female correspondents I know very well, you know, they've no families and that's fine. Okay. I'm not saying everyone has to have that, but yeah. there's definitely, I wanted those things for me. So that it, it's just not a life that you can do both. You know, it's very difficult, you know, okay. um, yeah. as a woman, you know, it is, it, it is hard no matter what, even, even, you know, trying for a baby, you're not, you know, you could be just called off. And so yeah. does that in terms of presenting, I did quite a bit of presenting in in Istanbul and it's great. It's great. But again, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I just, I suppose I just wanted to do something with a bit more meaning if you, and, and a bit more, how would I describe it? I feel like journalism is very reactive. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, whereas I want to do something more kind of proactive, I suppose is the simplest way. Yeah. So I moved here and I was like, right, what do I want to do? So if you think, so one thing I always wanted to do is, I wanted to, I'm really into sustainability and the environment and I've been stressing since I was 11 and turned vegetarian that I, about the, you know, the planet and everything. So yeah. I decided, I was like, well, what can I do? So I was like, well, I love, I was kind of, Istanbul is amazing for secondhand furniture and all of that. So we bought a lot of our stuff for our apartment from there and we shipped a lot of it here. It's beautiful quality and it's, you know, so, and then my friends started asking me to find them things. Can you find me this rug? Can you find me this and that? So I was like, maybe I'll try that for a while just for fun. So right. I started kind of scouring the charity shops here. Um, I also am quite like I try my best to like not buy new clothes, you know what I mean? So I go to a lot of swap parties or things like that. So I just was like, right now, look, I love travel. So one flight undoes all of this. So I, yeah. you know what I mean? But I just, I was more just seeing like, what can I do? So I, so I set up this little business, um, this vintage business and I started doing markets. There's a lot of kind of open air markets and Amazing. I was so nervous, you know, I was like so scared. Oh. I was like, I just arrived with my boxes of crap and I was just like, Oh God. And, uh, but it was great. So then I've set up a shop here since I have a business partner and we have, um, well, Vanessa, we have, Amazing. yeah. So yeah. it's so it all like, it's funny, like most can be difficult in some ways because it's quite lawless, but in another way it can be easy because yeah. it's a very much now do, do, now and ask later kind okay. of environment yeah. so it's like just set it up and then figure out your paperwork afterwards which is not <laughs> not in visas and bigger things but so yes we, we we have this gorgeous old historic bakery and we we rent out the spaces to like 15 people and they pay us rent and they give us some hours and we keep oh, the shop that. open and so that was cool but back to the career so basically it kind of made me, it was more actually got it out of my system. Does that make sense? So Absolutely. I was like, great, I've done this, yeah. but I actually don't know if I want to do this full time. Does that make sense? So I was just like, yeah. it's not, it's not challenging me enough. It's, it's lovely. It's so joyful. That's how I would describe it. Um, and it's great that you've real... got an opportunity. As you said, you took total time off your, um, Absolutely. Your life to Absolutely. Just... I mean, I, yeah. yeah like I always have to be busy I'm that type of person I've had a job since I was very young and I always have to be not not it's not even about money but I have to be sounds so cheesy but creating and it was very yeah. interesting to do business it's very creative to actually have a business not in an arty way but just to in a kind yeah. of a troubleshooting way finding solutions to problems trying things out you know so I've really enjoyed that but um yeah, but I ended up going back to journalism is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so was that always, did you think, you know, was it something you just had to get out of your system and then fall back in the journalism or was journalism always going to be there for you? Well, again, funny, I think I'm going through a couple of years of it. So 
that's yeah. kind of like that's there and it's still there and I still do it and it's great but it, it minds itself now it's, it's a very good template for a business because there's no pressure on one person it's kind of a collective and it works really well yeah. and it's just lovely like I said being at the shop so then I was like mm, okay oh god okay what am I going to do now and I started to think for jobs Emery and stuff that I really want to do so like I said I was really into like refugees and all that so yeah where I want to be now is actually want to work for with migrants and I want to work with uh, like I said combine the two so my fear of climate change and my need to just kind of uh, what I've said to a lot of my friends at the moment is the world is in such a terrible state at the moment that I feel like me having a little shop is not enough I am educated thank you thanks to the Irish government you know yeah well educated well traveled and I just think everyone needs to grab a shovel. So I started applying. I want to work for the UN or something like that now. So I okay. have been offered a contract. So I'm actually I'm actually finishing up in the Times this week and right. I'm starting a new contract. So that oh. is the next chapter. So that's why I said it's perfect that's timing. Great timing. That's fantastic. And yeah. when are you starting there? Is that going to be happening in the next so, months? Yeah, this year, it'll be, so basically I'm going home to Ireland for six weeks because COVID, um, I just, I'm just, I haven't been home in a year and it's interesting all this debate about people, you know, I'm even listening to Irish radio a lot and people talking about, should you go on holidays and shouldn't you go on holidays? Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm going home, I'm bringing my daughter home for six weeks. It's extremely hot here. It's like 40 degrees. Um, I... I just need, she needs to go home. She really does. And I need yeah. to come. I haven't seen my family in a year and stuff. So we don't really see it as a holiday. Does that make sense? We see yeah. it as like, it's totally different going home. Away from your family as an expat. And actually I've done stories here and I've read about them. Everyone is feeling with COVID, you know, so it's like a different opinion when you live abroad. It's, 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 it's different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, exactly. Um, you mentioned earlier, Vanessa, journalism was something you wanted to do since you were 11. Mm-hmm. so where did that passion come from do you know I'm not sure because I, I remember the moment I mean I how would I how would I describe it I, I was I went to the Mercy in Galway and we had to do yeah. the science um in for junior search we had to do this um project and I chose recycling because that's what I always was interested in and I remember thinking I was going to do something on um oh the, the lighthouse that um there was all the in in the 90s there was all the debate over and the sewerage and all this kind of stuff so somebody suggested I go into the Connacht Tribune and ask if they had old the old school way before any internet or anything (laughs) if they had old articles so I went in and there was a guy there called Kieran and he said to me would you like would you like to have a little tour around and he brought me down to the printing press and I was like this is it this I don't know what it was I was like this is my work now I loved reading and English and all that but I was like oh my God, that's it. That is it. I'm doing this. And like, I went back five years later and I, I was working, my first work experience was there. And I always say to me, you were the reason I got into this. And, oh, wow. That's you know, brilliant, Vanessa. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Oh it's just, um, and I really believe in it. I mean, it gets such a hard rap media, it gets such a hard rap. And I think people, they just, I think they don't understand the limitations. You know, there is no money in media for people to make. It's not a business. Yeah. So um, people don't put money into it. It's as simple as that. So you get what you pay for. And, you know, and it's so, it's, it's kind of, I always, I always say to people, it's like the debate about libraries. Li- everyone goes, li- libraries shouldn't close, but do you use them? Do you invest in them? You know what yeah. I mean? It's that yeah. kind of thing of like, so, um, but yeah, it's a fantastic career. It's been really good to me. I, 
I've loved, I've loved it. It's difficult, but I've loved it, you know? And it's, yeah. it's also as well, it's like, it's educated me so much, especially on the zero, for example, on the world, you know? Um, and, and that's, it's just brought my mind so much. Yeah, you've done so much travel. I know you started your career out in Ireland and, you know, had quite a good career here. And then, you know, you've traveled, said, to so many different countries. When you set out to be a journalist, Vanessa, was your intention always to travel around and, and work in different countries? Or is that something that just happened after a couple of years of working in Ireland? Do you know what? It's such an interesting question because I didn't, I didn't sit, you know, when I was a teenager in Galway, I wasn't going, yeah. I, you know, I knew I wanted to go to Dublin. I knew I wanted to leave. I love Galway, don't get me wrong, but I knew I wanted to leave. But I suppose I never imagined my career would be as great as it was. Does that yeah. make sense? Like yeah. it all seemed so abstract. But travel, I, I think travel came first, you know, I laugh. My daughter now has been to everywhere from Iran to Georgia to all of these oh, places amazing. You know, on holidays. And, I, yeah. and I'm saying to her, like, I'm like, I wasn't on a plane till I was 60. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Things like that to her now. And like, she's just like roll her eyes already. And I actually think she's going to be quite a home bird, ironically, because she likes travel, but not as much as me, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just love travel. I, I've done like, I've always, and I freelance, I was a freelance journalist for quite a while and it totally facilitated my lifestyle in terms of I could work hard, then I could take six weeks off, go traveling, come back, yeah. you know. So it's such flexibility, but you have to be, you have to be a risk taker. And I wouldn't describe myself as a risk taker, but I think when I look at my friends and they all say, no, I couldn't do what you do the way you yeah. just like, like we have the three of the countries we moved to, we'd never been, you know? So I just, I don't know. That, that would, I would say it has been a risk taker. I mean, there is a fear there behind it, but you obviously just went for it. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, my husband and I are together. We're next door neighbors from our small town at home. And we, I don't know, I suppose he's my home. It sounds really cheesy, but he's my home. So I think oh, we all, I always yeah. have that connection. So like we've traveled together and, you know, he is, I, he, I don't know if he would have done it as easily as if I didn't push him, but then he kind of keeps me in check as well, yeah. especially yeah, when we're younger, good... you know, just, I would, I would just, so it's a good balance, you know, I mean, we've, we've bought a house in Malta now, so everyone's like, oh, you must be staying there. And we're like, mm, no, no big deal. <laughs> just, yeah. Just sell it or whatever. We don't, we just don't, we don't feel like these things are chains, you know, and also, but you have to remember when you live an expat life, you're surrounded by people who live like this. So it's, it's not as it's not so strange to you. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I often meet people that have traveled a lot more than me, you know? So I'm like, Oh, you're so much cooler than me. You know, the way they've been to Yemen and all these like yeah. places that I want to go, you know? So it just depends. It's kind of, I think it's, um, and that would be a bit of advice I would give to anyone, you know, surround yourself with the people you want to be like, cause that will elevate you to become, you know, oh, I and, totally and, and agree and we'll you. push you on and inspire you, know. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Say, for, you know, if you were looking back over your career from starting out, what advice or is there anything you would change, um, Vanessa, over the last number of years? I would have, um, I wish I'd got worked in radio. I haven't worked. Oh, it's okay. funny, I have all this experience. I love radio. And I actually, during COVID for the times, I launched a podcast. Um, but um, yeah, so that was really, 
it was it was great but extremely hard work I mean I'm not joking when I say to you that I we were in the middle of a house renovation and there was no doors on the house and I'm like interviewing the deputy prime minister who's also the health minister here about COVID and there is a cat and a child and builders and oh my god it was insane it was insane so I don't know how I did it to be honest um but look it was it was great to be able to do that so I love the medium of radio and and when I think of these things I'm like maybe I don't want to leave journalism but I also believe in leaving on a high as well you know there's not a lot of more things that I can do um so yeah but I I I would love to have worked in radio more and more live radio you know tv is different tv is how would I describe tv how I describe the difference between tv and radio to me tv is the movie to the book radio is the book you know so I just prefer that intimacy of radio that you use your own imagination I I, the list yeah I just feel that the listener the listener is I don't mean smarter but if you're engaging in radio it's it's a lot less passive than tv and tv you tend to be spoon-fed everything you know whereas in radio you have to engage yeah I love that a lot more in the imagination is required when you are listening Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And is it something you think you might revisit again at some stage? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I try not to, the older I get, like, I just try and, one thing that's bold, you know, when I was younger, I was very, in my early 20s, I would have been very controlling and I would have found change very hard. And if if things didn't work out, I, I, I'll give you an example. We'll say I did um, my, my leave insert. I didn't get enough points for journalism. Now I had it all worked out. I knew that if I didn't get journalism, I was doing English and history and UCD, da, 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 like, you know, so that was fine. Yes. I got English and history. Plan. Then, yes, of course. And then I, then I was like, right. Okay. I went for my master's in DIT and I didn't get it. And then I was like, really shocked I don't know not shocked I knew I was too young I knew there was things going against me yeah. um, but I was like oh and then I went off traveling because that's what I do and I went I was in Thailand and then my mom rang and said oh my god you're after getting in so I was fifth on the waiting list or something and I got in so I and actually turned out better because and this is one thing I would say to anyone who was young all I wanted to do was journalism and I'd no backup plan and when I got I was devastated when I didn't get it because I felt I deserved it because I wanted it so much you know if that makes sense yeah and then when I look back now I loved English and history it was so much better for me and four years of journalism ironically I think would have put me off it so because that's very interesting yeah yeah they tend to fill these courses with a lot of things you don't need you know what I mean and and like one year in a master's was plenty plus after four years I came out with a master's rather than a degree so that was that was brilliant and I yeah so no, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I've no, really no regrets, but it's all those little things that at the time were quite overwhelming. Um, yeah. But they made yeah. me, I'm much more flexible now. Like, I mean, like I said, you travel, you have to adapt to new cultures. You have to just, you know, even just making new friends can be difficult. You know, it's the first year anywhere is, is exciting, but it's also, you look back and you go, that was hard. You know, yeah. it, it's hard. You yeah. Know, I um, suppose if you know what's ahead of you, sometimes it's, it's more scary than actually just going in without knowing what's ahead of you. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. definitely. Um, so mm-hmm. I know you've mentioned there that you have this new job. Have you goals now for this new job? What would this? Yeah, new job I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, sorry to interrupt you. It's, um, it's, it's not unusual for journalists to go from into to working for some kind of organization like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? The skills are probably the most transferable and, and the values. I mean, that's so important to me in a company. It really is. And it's, I, I think people underestimate that a lot, maybe. I don't know. But for yep. me, Al Jazeera was... Al Jazeera is far from perfect with its ethically, but the values for me, I, I didn't actually really mind the job I was doing because I felt I was part of something that was bigger and I was so proud of it and I still am. Whereas yeah. when I moved to Turkey, it started off great and then ethically it was a disaster, you know, because Erdogan, the president, just had total control and we were saying things that were just not true. And I mean, that was one of the reasons I had to leave as well. So I want to, and nowhere is perfect, you know, I don't, I'm not under any illusion that the likes of the UN or anywhere is not steeped in bureaucracy and you know even people that are very ambitious and that but I feel like if I can work for an organization that can change change things at policy level yeah um I find that very interesting like politics is not for me now I could maybe that's another way that a lot of journalists go they might work for they might you know become a a campaign manager or something for a politician but that's very I mean I'm you know I'm I'm so used to not being political for my career that I'd really struggle to just kind of so this to me is like I said I'm very of the opinion and I do talk about this with my friends like it's grab a shovel time for everyone I think and you just have to pitch in you know and this I feel like there's something I can do I just want to help people more you know I really just want to I mean, you know, I'm, we're so privileged in this day and age to be yeah. able to just not have to worry about things, you know, um, as middle class, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. so much of that comes from, honestly, being Irish as well is huge because we have such a strong work ethic. You see it abroad, you know, and it, um, and also like to travel as an Irish person is you're welcomed everywhere. It sounds so cheesy, but it's massive for your own self-esteem. Like if you imagine every person you meet goes, wow, you're Irish. You already are like 30, 40% ahead of other people. That's different fantastic that that's you know? still there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. Our brand is so strong and yeah. we, we get accepted. And even our, like culturally, like, you know, we, we talk so naturally. And so we're very honest people as well, which yeah. we take for granted. But when you go up against other um other other nationalities other other they're not necessarily honest or they're very selfish or they don't have the sense of community we have so um yeah I, I'm, I'm delighted very, that I that's, that's what you've seen yeah throughout all your yeah. travels it's actually really Absolutely. good to hear that yeah mm-hmm. definitely um, like we're extremely employable you know yeah you mentioned as well about the UN and you know you really like their values what, what about your own values are they very much aligned to that in the UN or would you be would you know what you stand for and, and your values yeah I think so I mean I hope so you know what I mean I mean yeah. it's something that's always changing I mean I found this very interesting like I covered the Black Lives Matter movement here um, yeah. and I, I also did it for the podcast and you know it's it's very interesting Amory because the different places you live okay I've Canada did not suit me and a lot of people are very shocked when they hear that Mm. Canada is extremely um like this cancel culture that's been talked about now I didn't have a name for that in Canada that's what it was you know Um, I have friends who are still journalists there who are going through a lot of hard times at the moment because of stuff they've said on air 
and okay. they just cannot believe like they've been like and it's it's very finger pointing it's very you're immediately called a racist like I don't feel and I mean this the story is just this week of two journalists in the New York Times quitting because they're like female journalists because they're like I can't I can't write anymore I mean comedians are saying the same thing filmmakers are saying the same yeah. thing does this everyone is being um like you know it's just become so hard to express yourself or have an opinion and if you don't have the right opinion then you're told well you're not educated enough and you should educate yourself and it's a very difficult time so I feel like I want to suppose go back to the people who don't have the luxury of having these conversations in who are you know somebody who's like leaving South Sudan and trying to walk you know um how many thousands of miles through libya and is you know at risk of being tortured like oh, what, what, look at these people that you have that um you know desire and passion i think that's absolutely amazing it's very raw here and also we're so close we're only like we're right near libya so you get a huge migration is huge here so i was actually surprised for such a small place how many jobs were available here i mean there's like the, the EU has a massive um, a massive headquarters here because of geographically it's just so important so it's actually perfect for me to look for a job here because yeah, um, yeah so and then the timing is good so yeah I'm, I'm very I'm very um, yeah I'm excited but I'm also nervous you know and it's of humbling I, I've tried I've tried to apply for these things and you realize actually I don't have I don't have experience, you know, I could get jobs in journalism in a lot of places, but it's, it's starting from scratch, but that's, I find that exciting too. You know, I feel like yeah. I probably are generating 41 now, probably be working till I'm 70. So I want to pick something, you know, but it's like a whole other lifetime you get to live doing something, which is wonderful. But if you, th- if you pick something you enjoy, as you mentioned there, and it's so true, you could get other jobs, um, you know, doing journalism, you know, but you might, it might not be something that really appeals to you. So if you go after something that you have a real strong passion about, you know, you'll enjoy your job mm-hmm. and you, you'll, you know, you'll make a difference. And I think from talking to you, that's really what you want to do is get into s- some sort of a position where you're, you're going to be responsible for making a difference to some people's lives. Yeah, I think so. And I just don't want to become cynical. You know, it's very overwhelming at the moment. And I, even with the COVID crisis, I feel like, um, like climate change has once again, you know, been, been shunted down the list of priorities. And, and the same with them, um, it was the exact same when the financial crisis hit in 2008, you know, so I, I just, I mean, I'm not joking that this stuff has been keeping me awake at night since I was a teenager. You know, I just, wow. I find it really overwhelming. So I just, I mean, I don't know if I can make a difference, but I certainly know I can do more than I just, anything that can be less selfish. Does that make sense? Or just yeah. something or feel less helpless, I suppose as well. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Yeah. And, and do you know, Vanessa, like what makes you happy sort of both personally and on a career level? Um, I just love creating something from start to finish. You know, I really do. Um, I love kind of having an idea. I love working with people as well and bouncing off people and seeing something like build on itself. And, and, you know, I used to be a program editor, so I would put together like 26 minutes of a program every day and, and, and repeat that seven times effectively. But I know that I, I like working at speed. I have a lot of adrenaline, but that, that, that was me when I was younger, you know, like I, I'm now kind of going, actually, I'm a bit older. I need to step back a little bit. I want to work in, I need to get even better. I'd like to get better at like being more detail orientated. Like it's okay. something I need to work on, you know, yeah. in live television, you often work in seconds and you kind of lash it out and it's never 
it's never a hundred percent and you have to let that go. And we talk about that as journalists sometimes that people don't get that and the pressure you're under deadlines, like for other people and people we deal with, you know, there'll be, you'll get this massive, you know, thousand page report from somebody and you give it six lines in the paper and they're affronted because they've spent so much time on it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, somebody was shot that day. So it gets the top, you know, it's just, it's just like, so I would just, I actually, what I'd really like to do, and this is kind of my new role is I'm trying to bridge, bridge the gap between, I'll give you an example. Okay. So there's a lot of uh, how I got into the organization that I'm doing. It was kind of, and this always happens to me. I tend to, and this is, this is some advice I would give anyone. If you are going, don't, I, I wouldn't say to anyone, quit one job or start the other or you know it depends on your career but for me it's always worked if I just do a little bit of work in the direction you know keep my full-time job but do a little bit of work on the thing that I want to do so that's what I did and it was kind of a networking thing somebody said to me somebody said to my friend would you know anyone in Malta and she goes I actually know one person in Malta and she's a journalist so he said would she be interested in training our people to deal with the media so it's called um the the company is ICMPD, so it's the International Center for Migration Policy Development. Not very, not very catchy, but um, it. So I, I was training them. So part of, part of the training, you know, there was this. It was ten people, and part of the tone was that they said, "Look, the media only wants one story. They want to see, you know." brown faces arriving on a dinghy and that's it and they they only come to us when they want the story and I you know I was like I'm sorry but from the other point of view I have contacted at least I've spent two years contacting 10 different migrant organizations in Malta for positive stories I want the stories where the person came to Malta set up their own business you know have these or as a mother and their child speaks Maltese now or all of these positive stories and I said your people don't give us those stories because you don't know how to deal. You know, you don't know how, and and they accept some of it, you know? So I feel like the more journalists that go, and and actually any journalist, former journalist I deal with is better at doing those, those um, public relations jobs because they know the pressure that you're, what you need, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's kind of, I think, so, so I'm, I'm happy to, so, so I'm basically using the skills I have to move into that career. That's actually I mean? um, such a, a super piece of advice for anybody in any type of mm-hmm. career, not just journalism. Like if you do a little bit yes. of something in another area, you know, you don't have to leave your full-time job. And no. sometimes it might end up that you might, you might not even like that other area, but it's no harm yeah, exactly. to just dip your toe in the water see what it's like if it is something you like maybe go a bit further if it's not you know there's nothing lost because you still haven't left your job so I really do like that that that's a great piece yeah of yeah and I think people sorry just one more point of the, I think some yeah. people feel that you have to go back to college or something and get some oh, academic yeah. you know and I think people dwell on that too much and say obviously if it's a skill like psychology or something like that but I do feel like you know there is, I think, getting that. And exactly like you said, just testing the waters. Maybe you don't yeah. like it. Maybe the grass isn't greener. But yeah. I certainly know it will ignite a passion in you very quickly if, if it's something that you want to do because you yeah. just have that, oh my God, this is it. Exactly. Finally, I've, I've been speaking the wrong language for years and now this is what, I mean, I don't feel like that about journalism, thankfully. But I'm just saying, I was definitely, I'm definitely could feel myself getting cynical and a bit jaded by it. So it's, it's really important to me that I don't, 
do it oh, that's brilliant yeah yeah and even saying there about you're right a lot of people I talk to as well say well you know I need to go back to college I need to study in a different area you know without realizing the amount of transferable skills they already have so totally. like, like yourself they're all of those skills you can easily transfer them into this new position and I think people need to look at, at those skills that they have themselves before mm-hmm. thinking they can't do something yeah you know other is there other pieces of advice there that you would have as well Vanessa I mean so you might give people that you know could be in a, in a situation at the moment that they're looking for a change well I definitely like I said I, we, we talked about risks before like yeah. I definitely you know one person's risk is another person's Monday morning you know that kind of way yes. I just yeah I think people are I don't know I think people over like it's you know paralysis by analysis as well yeah. I just feel like people spend so much time obsessing over things I mean even just starting the business like which is so ironic for me my skills starting my little business they came from working in like all my part-time jobs all my waitressing all my shop experience all my working in the Skeffin Galway during the races none yeah. of it came from journalism none of it you know wow, what I mean yeah so people I think like that's that's where that came from so don't underestimate that kind of experience you know, go way Brilliant. back or, you yeah. know, or, you know, like even working with your parents in their shop or whatever, yeah. there's loads of skills there, you know, and I, and I do worry about this generation that they're not working enough of those part-time jobs and all that, because that's the stuff that makes you really resourceful, you know? Yeah. Um, so definitely take risks. The other thing I would say is, um, like, I, like I said to you, when I was younger, I was a bit more uptight about everything. I, I've really learned to just, what I say, loosen the reins with everything now. I just, I've loosened the reins with stuff. When I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed or, like I said, uptight or trying to like, you know, just kind of force everything in, I just, I just step back a little bit. Like, I'll just tell you one scenario. And this has happened to me repeatedly in my life. I've been so lucky. But we'll say, when the move from from Qatar to Istanbul was one of the biggest flukes because I had been off on maternity leave and I was I was at, I was I was a freelancer, so I wasn't getting paid. So I was just taking mm. definite maternity leave, which suited me. And my husband had a job, and everything was going fine. And then, so we'll say I'd I'd, I'd finished in April, and I'd finished up in April, and then it was October, and he lost his job. And in Qatar and the Gulf, you have to you can't work again for two years on a visa. So we knew we had to move. So we were like, okay, fine. So what are we going to do? So I said, right, okay, I'll go back to Al Jazeera on on my rolling three-month contracts that I was doing and we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out. Um, So I went back and literally on the second day, my my boss said to me on the first day, oh my God, you're back. I didn't even know. Um, Okay, um, we need to talk. And I was like, okay, sure. And then the next day he called me in and he said, uh, this conversation never happened. Do you want to move to Istanbul? I, like he was leaving. That's Do you unreal, want to Vanessa. <laughs> so like, this is just yeah. like, and I, I can give five other examples, you know what I mean? But it's just like, you know, I could have spent, we took a fabulous break. We took six weeks off. We went home to Ireland. We went to France. We did all these things. And I promised myself for once, I said, I'm not stressing about this. We will figure yeah. it out. We will go back. And I, I, and honestly, it just happened. And things just happened. They will happen anyway. But why waste your time stressing oh, that's so, so much true. about this yeah, stuff? Just when, relax about you know, it. It will happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 and and the big stuff and the small stuff, and I'm just saying, like even about every boring things, like you know, being a mom and working, and like we all get wrapped up in the housework, and you feel like you're failing everywhere. You know, you're spinning so many plates yeah. sometimes. 
that you feel like you're not giving yourself to anything and that I've definitely felt that and I felt that this year you know I, I you know technically running a business and I've a job and you know and just I mean even the thoughts of September and trying to get organized again after all these months but yeah. you just have to kind of go not everything has to be perfect and you just have to live like that and enjoy it a bit more Great. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, just before I ask you one or two of the last questions, I was wondering, like, do you have any books that you could advise uh, the listeners to read? Or is that something I know you love reading, but with, what type of books are they? Well, it's funny. I'm just, I, I have to say, I'm a bit, again, cynical. I am a bit, I'm not into really self-help books, I'll be honest. No, I'm that's just, fine. I'm a bit yeah. like allergic to them. But one that I did read quite a while ago is The Secret, and it is the cheesiest Oprah, cheesy American book you'll ever read. Yeah. But I did get good stuff from it, as in yeah. one of the things that has always stuck with me is thoughts equal things. And that will be another piece of advice that I try and do. I'm not always good at it, but just trying, I feel like if you have positive thoughts, um, even if it's a silly thought, even if it's like, oh, if I won a hundred thousand euro, what would I do? If you just yeah. allow yourself to kind of sit in those positive yeah. thoughts for a while, yeah. your body, you're, you're, you're physically get the endorphins and you physically go. And it just, I just feel like it's just so much better to be positive. And I do believe in visual, visualization as well. You know? yeah. I feel yeah. like if you're going into an interview, I think everything, visualize what you're going to wear, visualize what you're going to say, you know, visualize the end, how you're going to feel like I, I'm one, I'm not really into mindfulness at all, but I am into running a lot. And yeah. I've done a couple of half marathons and that was a game changer for me when I discovered running because I was like, wow. And, you know, part of training for, for long races is visualizing the end, you know, and that's, yeah. I feel like the I've feel, learned so much good from factor that. at the end. Yeah. 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 And, and I do it, feel a lot of pressure for sorry for people to like if, if it's the you know it's like everything now if you're not if you're not if you don't do mindfulness then you're a failure and I'm just like no it depends what you can like for me my brain doesn't work that way you know what I mean I'm much yeah. better I have to be active and I love running and that's that's just who I am but that's you know? your way of switching off and you're so right everybody right. can't do the same things you have to do what works for you um, I love your point on interviews. You know, I do a lot of interview help for people and I'm always telling them to just yes. visualize walking out of the interview with a big smile on your face, knowing that you nailed it because exactly. then they're not yes. going to worry about the whole sort of process of the interview. If they're visualizing the end, I know they still have to prepare for the interview, but it's not going, they're not going to worry too much about the whole process. It's visualizing no. the end, and which is very, it's funny. That's the advice I would give to a lot of candidates as well. So it's great to hear you say that. Mm -hmm. um, yes, would you, yes. Would you say at the moment, Vanessa, that you're living life on your own terms right now or you're getting there at least? Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's funny because when I came here, it's um, like I said, I kind of was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to take a rest and I'm just going to do nothing and I'm going to sit on the beach and I'm just going to hang out with my daughter. Does not suit me at all. <laughs> great um, that you found I, that out. You know, yeah. I learned, yeah, I learned, yeah, I learned a lot. About it. I mean, and my friends laughed. They're like, you didn't do nothing. You started a business. I'm like, yeah, but you wouldn't count that. You know, the way like this yeah. kind of thing, you know. So I'm just more, um, no, I've learned an awful lot about myself. And I, you know, um, not that turning 40 was a big deal. I'm not, I don't really like, I'm, I'm not really into age as such. You know what I mean? But I, I do, I do treat my, my birthdays in June and I do treat that like my new year, if you know what I mean. And I, 
I, yeah. I do it's my kind of time to think about what do I want to achieve and I, again I don't I always have goals but I don't um yeah I, I love being a bit older I really do I genuinely care less about what people think I just love being a mom but then I'm not the mumsiest mom either does that make sense like yeah. I tend to really like I still like we talked about books like I re, it's really important to me that I still I'm still like listen to podcasts and I'm still in the zeitgeist as such you know I like to know what's going on like I drag my daughter around to galleries and stuff like that I have to still have my own identity right. um I just yeah. I don't I'm not I'm not I'm not a person who ever wants to be consumed by motherhood if that makes sense and I mean you know the schedules and the whatever and I think yeah. it's lovely but you know like I said we we kind of fitted our daughter into our lifestyle if that makes sense and like I said well, we, that's we great because you're not losing like your, and all these places. Yeah, yeah exactly you're not like losing who you are shocked yeah 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 so I think that's it but I also just kind of you know um like I said I just I love being a mom too so it, it's kind of I think I think people you know and I do worry about social media and people just constantly comparing themselves to people it's awful even older people like our generation I don't know why yeah this need to do that when it just makes everything so much harder you know um and it really can ruin your self-esteem if you constantly keep doing that so um but yeah I just, I, I just think you should surround yourself in every way, including on social media and what you consume with, with your people or that inspire you and, and all of those cliches, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you've had such an amazing career so far. I am so excited to see how you get on in the next stage of your career. <laughs> Great, exciting things to come for you, no doubt. Thank you very much for taking the time today. As I said, really appreciate it. No problem. It. Thank you, Anne-Marie. And I wish you all the best in your new job coming up in a couple of months. And you too. Keep up the good work. I, I really enjoy listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you take away some positive steps from it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe for free and tell your friends. If there is anyone's story that you would love to hear, please message me and I'll do my best to interview them. Thanks for listening and for living life on your own terms.